We are in the midst of the final week of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, but that doesn't mean our outdoor program is ending. Beginning next week, it'll be our weekly Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors show. That'll run Thursdays and Saturdays. Thursdays, it'll air during high noon, around 12.30, 12.40, and then Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. And again, we'll we'll keep talking fishing. Uh, we'll also get into hunting and, and all kinds of other outdoor topics as well. That starts next week. But one more week of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, so we had to get one more visit with Dick Beardsley. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we're checking in with our good friend Dick Beardsley from Dick Beardsley Guide Service. Um, he's been busy out fishing. You know, Dick, uh, you were just mentioning before we got going, uh, the bite definitely picking up. We had kind of a stretch in the mid-August part uh, of the summer where it kind of slowed down for a little bit. But really, other than that, Lake Bemidji's had a really good year. Yeah, it really has, Cal. You know, I was like I was out there on a guide trip today, uh, we got out there and got off before the, the, the wind came up. It started getting pretty rocking out there, pretty good. But uh, we're back to my you know favorite kind of fishing for walleyes. That's the jig and minnow bite, and it's not like it's not like it's going great guns right now, but it's definitely you know picked back up again. And so, and it should only get better from here. You know, we got water temperatures depending on what body of water you're on, but the mid to upper sixties, and it seems like once that temperature. Starts dropping water temperatures, starts dropping below 60, and then they really get going. And I tell you, next week, you know, the highs, I think most, most of the next week are only in the 50s for highs. So uh, we'll start getting some major water drops going on here pretty quick. And, that, yeah, that fall bite is amazing if you, you know, drop, wear a couple of layers and get out there because it, it for, it's worth it. It's just flat out worth it. Oh, my gosh, Jeff, yes. And, you know, you virtually have. This time of the year, things up, you know, especially on a weekday, you pretty much have the lake to yourself. And, and even on the weekends, you know, the tourists, for the most part, have gone home. You've got the diehards that are out. And, and a lot of the local guys that are real good fishermen, they're also into, you know, hunting and whatnot. So they're not usually on the water as much because they're letting them out in the woods. So it's just a great time of the year. And, you know, the leaves are starting to change now. And it doesn't get much better than this for these next uh, couple of months. And like you noted, for you, it's uh, it's great because you love you love uh, jig and minnow. I do. I love jig fishing, and you know the special. You know, it, it's uh, it's a lot easier for for me to be honest with you. With guy kind especially if you have like three other people in the boat with you, then you start you know doing live bait rigs or pulling spinners and things like that. It just it's there always seems to be a little more you know getting lines tangled up and things like that. But, you know, jig fishing, it's so fun because, you know, the guys in the boat and, and myself and Katie, you, you feel the kick and you get to set the hook. And when you, it, there's something magical, Kevin, when, you, when you're back on that rod and set that hook and it's just solid on the other end and you feel that tug and it's like, man, it just it gets my heart going, I tell you. <laughs> Well, that is so different than, you know, when you're fishing through the summer and they're very, very particular and you've really got to feel for that subtle bite. These guys are busy now in the fall. They, they're they not goofing around anymore. The walleyes are very, very aggressive. Yeah, they really do get aggressive, aggressive Kevin. I've noticed that in, even before the kind of the start of the fall bite that started now, even a couple of weeks ago, as we've gotten to you know, the shorter daylight days now, it seems like the fish are... When, when you do get on a school of fish, 
they're, you know, being a little more aggressive, but it's not that sudden little bite, is that a fish or not, it's, they, they pretty much let you know it, and, um, and but again, as the days continue to get, you know, shorter and shorter, and the water temperature can continue to get cooler and cooler, they, uh, there's some days when they, they pop that jig, and it's like they took their, you know, that thing rod right out of your hand. <laughs> Have you been primarily on Bemidji lately? Been on Bemidji, been on Big, uh, River Lake, Lake George, kind of all over the place a little bit, and you know, some of these little lakes that I love to fish back in the woods, they can have a, you know, just a really wonderful walleye bite. I, I kind of keep them under the vest a little bit because, you know, now with social media and whatnot, telling some, you know, like Lake Bemidji can handle all kinds of pressure, but you got know, some of these little lakes back in the woods that are two, three, four hundred acre lakes, and, you know, if the word gets out and, and there's a hot bite going, man, it can, it can kind of hurt a lake pretty good, but, uh, I'll tell you, for folks, you can't find much better walleye lake than you can right in our backyard here in Lake Bemidji. I mean, and, you know, like you mentioned uh, over the summertime and some of the other guys and folks you've had on the show, it, it, it was a wonderful bite right up until the first part of August. Then it slowed down a little bit, and now it's starting to pop back up again. So uh, it's just a wonderful, it's an amazing fishery. And we've been on some nice big jumbo perch out on Dick Beersley, my guest. We'll have more with Dick in a moment. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country with your host, Kev Jackson. He's the one asking the stupid questions. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You mentioned Big. That's another lake I really like uh, because of the diversity. You've got a strong walleye bite. You've got a really, really good uh, musky bite out there for those who are into that. I know there's bass in that lake. And the other thing is they've got some really great panfish. Oh, it really does, Kevin. I tell you what, you can you can fish that lake for two solid days and, and still not fish all those spots. I mean, there's so many hunts and bars and, and cabins and weed lines. It's, uh, it really is a fun lake to fish Well, I know, uh, Dick, that you have been uh, in our area, what, three, four years now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time goes by quick. What, uh, what brought you to our, t- our neck of the woods? Well, you know, I've come to Detroit Lake, and it's not that far away. As a kid growing up here in Bemidji, you know, my dad, uh, his favorite lake was Lake Bemidji, and then my dad, one of his real good friends, was a fishing and hunting guide here in town named Bernie Bach from it. And growing up as a young boy and into my teen years and stuff, I spent a lot of time with Bernie. He was, he was my mentor. In fact, uh, when I was about nine or ten years old, I, I even asked my mom and dad if they could change my name to Bernie. Uh, <laughs> he was just a great guy. Now he's grandson, Chad Benson. Chad and I become good friends. And, and he was Bernie's grandson. And Bernie's been gone now for a long, long time. But um, so I've always loved the Michigan. I would get up here occasionally from Detroit Lakes. I'd get a request, somebody staying at a resort. And so I've, I've fished the lakes in this area quite a bit, you know, over my lifetime. But now, of course, uh, the last few years, I still get over to Detroit Lakes on some trips, but mainly around the Bemidji, Minnesota area. And I just, I love Bemidji. I love the people. My wife, Jill, has absolutely fallen in love with the community and the people and has made a lot of friends. And so, uh, 
I couldn't be uh, more happy. I'm tickled pink. Yeah, she she definitely. I you know see her at Rotary and see her at a lot of different things. And and the thing was, she was a Texan, so it, it, it took a little work to get her up north, didn't it? Well, you know, not a lot of work. She looks up there. I I, brought, I mean, after the first couple of times bringing her up there in the winter time, <laughs> a little different story. But I'll tell you what, if if she would have taken to Minnesota and the Bemidji area half as much as she has, I would have been just unbelievably happy. But she has so fallen in love with the community. And like I told her, if in the wintertime you need to take a, you know, this off and go, and because our, you know, we own a bed and bread, late Bemidji bed and breakfast, and that's her, that's her baby. And, um, you know, we're not near as busy in the wintertime. And I said, if, that, if that's what you need to just have a little break, then go do it. And so she usually takes a, a, a midwinter break and goes down and visits her girlfriends and her boys down in, Austin, Texas, and uh, then I get to batch it for a few days. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going down there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> ice station's ice too big up here that time of the year. Well, and that's the key. Uh, we always have something to fish for any time of the year in this uh, area, and I was going to ask you about that. I, I know you got a few fish houses, so you'll you'll be busy this winter, too. Oh, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to it again, Kev. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I broke down and you know, I've got the grumpy old men style fish houses, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I'd be taking people out to the fish houses out on Lake Bemidji, and we're traveling off the lake, and I go, "Man, feel these really nice wheels with this." They go, "Yeah," and they're all excited to go. That's not what you're fishing. <laughs> 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 they were warm and comfy, but I, I finally broke down last winter and I bought a nice castle. So I'll have one of those out there on Lake Bemidji. You know, I, I take guide clients out there, but I also rent them out, and uh, it's really a lot of fun. I uh, and you know, ice fishing's come a long way since I was a kid sitting on a five-gallon bucket freezing your hinder off. Oh, yeah, I you know that's I won't do that, but those <laughs> those new houses uh, that that makes it a little easier. No, it does, and, and, and now even even without the permanent type wheelhouses, I mean these portables now are so light, and I tell you, these flip-up portables. You, you get your whole drill, you flip them up, you got a heater in there, and in 10 minutes you're taking your jacket off. I mean, they, they, and they're, they're made so well, and they're, they're easy to get out into the lake, especially early season when you can't uh, do anything but walk out, and uh, it's really, really, you know, helps you be more comfortable out there on the ice. You're listening to Fish and Ball Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out, and Kev Jackson, too. Welcome back. Checking in with a good friend of the show, Dick Beardsley. Hey, have you had a chance to do any bass fishing lately? Okay. He's the Pope Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like bass fishing, and uh, knowing that Lollipite kind of got a little sluggish there in mid-August, uh, I really turned my attention to taking clients out and, and fishing for bass, and uh, it's, it's, it's been unbelievable. I had some folks out yesterday on a, on a little lake cut back in the woods, and uh, we just really got into some nice, Nice fish. I'm talking some four or five pound largemouth bass, and um, I uh, it, it, it it's such a great fishery in our area, and it's you know I, I'm starting to see a little more folks actually out there. Like this summer, I noticed uh, more folks out there actually targeting bass, but still nothing like uh, like it is down in the central and southern part of Minnesota, and and, and some of the lakes here like Beltrami and Turtle River and Big Turtle are. They're really starting to turn into some really good 
smallmouth bass fishing now, and that full bite uh, for smallmouth bass fishing, you know, can be unbelievable. And of course, after the middle of September, until it gets a release on smallmouth bass, I tell you what, they start grouping up, and you can get on, you can get on a school of smallies. We got on a school of smallies last fall. I was up with a, a guy client, and uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, we were catching three to five pounders literally every cast. Now, <laughs> like I told him, I said. Don't expect this every time you go out, but I said we just happened to get on a big school of fish, and it was unbelievably fun. I have heard from pretty much everybody that uh, I talked to that does bass fishing that that this has been a really, really good year. It really has, Jim. Yeah, from the get go, you know, I, I, it seems like for me, when a lot of fish slow down, you know, you start getting into July, you got to work a little harder for them and whatnot, and and that's about when you start getting maximum water temperatures, and it seems like that metabolism on those bass, and they they just go on this feeding bench for the rest of the summer, and it is a ball, and uh, and it continues right into the fall. I mean, I, you know, it, it really does. So, you know, for every species now, walleyes, bass, whether it be largemouth, smallmouth, the pipe, crappies, in fact, I was on a lake the other day with some folks, and we've been getting most of our crappies still up in the cabbage, 8, 12 foot, right on the edge. And now we're starting to get, on some of the lakes, we're starting to get crappies that have slipped out into those deeper basins in the water. So don't be afraid to go out a little deeper. And, and uh, it's, it's, you know, you're not going to find them like you will around the cabbage. You almost, you almost have to use your electronics to try to locate them. But uh, on some of the lakes now, those crappies are starting to slip out into some deeper water. And, and that will only continue as the water cools down. Generally... You know, taking a look at that whole fall stretch starting now, you know, it isn't really fall yet uh, up until the ice comes in. When is the real sweet spot, the best time to be out there? You know, I think any time when that water temperature drops below 60, and that can vary obviously from fall to fall, but I tell you, when that push of October rolls around, I mean, everything is just is crunching baits, and, and I mean everything, and it's and at that point, it really almost doesn't matter if the water temperature is still up uh, above 60. By then, it usually, you know, into the mid-50s. But um, it's something about, I guess, the next shorter days or whatever. But it really goes, at least for me, turns out around the 1st of October. And just to let folks know that are you know, that sitting out there in, in October, remember that some of the air has to start pulling some of these backs. And there was so many lakes in here. Sometimes they start fairly early in October, and and uh, so just keep that in mind. That maybe the one uh, trip last fall, I was telling the guy I was sticking out, I said, hopefully the dock's still in, and we're on this little lake, and yep, dock was there. Oh, yeah, first we came back with a bunch of lilies, and we pulled up to the landing, and the dock was pulled out while we were out on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so, just think about that. Sometimes the docks may be there, and they may not be there. <laughs> yeah, that... That, yeah, I suppose that does happen this time, <laughs> this time of year. Um, yeah. uh, well, Dick, it's always great to have you on the show. We enjoy it immensely. We're, we're going to wrap it up our daily show this week. We continue with the weekly outdoor show uh, throughout the winter, and I know we will be calling you to find out what's going on. Well, that sounds good, Kevin. I, I know I've seen it to the off air, but I'm going to say it on air. There's nobody that does a better fishing show and knows more about and the, the fishing and the great questions you ask. I mean, I tune in every day if possible, and if not, I listen to it on podcasts. And hey, you do a great job, and thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dick. It's 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 a blast. And again, we will be talking to you soon. 
All right, Kevin. Take care, buddy. Again, this is the final week of Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors begins next week, and that'll take us all the way through till we start Fish in Paul Bunyan Country again in 2019. It'll run every Thursday on KBUN-FM 104.5 during high noon at around 1230, 1240, and again Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. We'll definitely be talking fishing, but we'll also talk hunting and all kinds of other outdoor activities and topics on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors starting next week. So to wrap up Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, as always, tomorrow and Friday, our two-part season wrap-up with Henry Drews, the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, and we delve into a lot of very important topics, so you won't want to miss it. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country.